0: Australia and welcome to behind the lights of me Seb and me Jono. As always we pay respect to the traditional customs of the land where you're coming from, the Gadigal people of the Your Nation. On to another busy exporting weekend Jono and before we start I just want to say congratulations to uh, my fellow host here Jono. He got uh, married over the weekend to my lovely sister and Jono it was a, it was a very fun weekend and uh, congratulations and uh, hopefully this is the start of a whole new journey for you. Yeah, thanks, Seb. I appreciate
1: it. It was a great weekend. And um, I guess I'm officially part of not only the podcast family with you, but now the actual family. So looking forward to seeing what the future has in store.
0: Well, as well as the big wedding on the weekend, it was also plenty of sport, And we'll start with football. It was match week 15 in English Premier League and some uh, big results. Manchester City defeated Leicester City 1-0, while table-topping Arsenal smashed Nottingham Forest 5-0. Leeds inflicted a first home defeat on Liverpool in front of a crowd since April 2017, as they won 2-1. While Brighton hammered Chelsea 4-1 and Manchester United edged West Ham 1-0. But Jono, Liverpool struggles continuing and uh, Potter having his first defeat as Chelsea manager.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is here is that we should maybe start that conversation showing how valuable Sadio, Sadio Mane as well was to this Liverpool team because they seem to be struggling. And yes, they're struggling in all ends overall, but I think he just kind of maybe even put a lot more into what that locker room dynamic off the pitch as well. We know how brilliant he was on the pitch, but it just kind of shows that something is off there with him. And of course, that's the biggest move that's changed from this last year to this year. So um, they really got to get their stuff together because it's, it's now getting to a point where soon top four is going to be out of reach Um, and let me tell you the quality that they have on their team they are not a Europa League team so they really need to start start getting in something and uh, really get to the winning ways
0: again yeah defensively obviously Liverpool still are struggling to keep a clean sheet but a massive win for Leeds obviously uh, struggling there at the bottom World football, John, in Italy, Napoli continuing this amazing start to the year. They staying undefeated as they beat Sorsuolo 4 0, while Inter Milan defeated Sampdoria 3 0, and both Lazio and AC Milan suffered the defeats to Salientana and Torino, respectively. So, Atalanta now sitting second in Italy, five points behind Napoli. While in Spain, Real Madrid dropped points as they drew with Girona 1 1, while Barcelona edged Valencia 1 0, and Atletico Madrid lost to Cadiz 3 2, and another. Crazy finish. They were 2-0 down with 10 minutes to go, Atletico. Uh, Then Yao Felix off the bench, inspired them, got back to 2-2. And then Cadiz scored in the 98th minute to win it. So Atletico Madrid's topsy-turvy season continued there. Union Berlin stayed top by a point in Germany as they beat Borussia Gladbach 2 2-1 while Bayern Munich crushed Mainz 6-2 and Borussia Dortmund defeated Eintracht Frankfurt 2-1. PSG overcame 3-4-3 in France. Or second place, Lons beat Toulouse 3 0. In Scotland, Celtic downed Livingston 3 0, while Rangers powered past Aberdeen 4 1. The Women's Super League in England continued, and it was week 6. Uh, Chelsea defeated Aston Villa 3 1, while Manchester City overcame Liverpool 2 1, and Manchester United beat Everton 3 0, while Arsenal proved too good for West Ham 3 1. Manchester United and Arsenal stay undefeated and top, followed by Chelsea. A-League, and it was Week 4, Western Sydney 2, Newcastle nil, Brisbane nil, Melbourne Victory nil, Central Coast 4, Western United 2, Sydney FC 3, MacArthur 2, Adelaide 2, Perth 1, Melbourne City 2, Wellington 2. So Melbourne City staying top, followed by Western Sydney and Sydney. John, also the UEFA Champions League last match day of the group stage is this week. Some massive games, none bigger than what's happening in France. Marseille versus Tottenham. Tottenham need a point out of the game to go through, while Marseille need to win.
1: Yeah, I mean that's now the big one with uh, with what's kind of happened to um, all the other giants that have already been eliminated in the last week. But um. Tottenham look I back Tottenham at the beginning of the year so I really hope they can pull this out because that would uh, be quite disappointing um, considering I put all my eggs in one basket I think Antonio Conde will be able to pull it off I really do Um, and and, and the guys I mean there are some spurts again where they play beautiful football but then some sometimes where they just play horrendous as well so they're very up and down at this point um, but when the pressure's on, I'm hoping that some of those br- big, bright stars can come through. And if not, maybe we can have another Lucas Moore miracle there in the last couple of minutes in
0: classic Tottenham fashion. <clears throat> yeah, you think Spurs' quality should shine through, but we know how tough an atmosphere it is uh, in Marseille. Rugby League World Cup continued in England, inflicted a record record. Uh, win against Greece, 94-4, while Australia defeated Italy, 66-6. Tonga proved too good for the Cook Islands, 92-10, and Samoa beat France, 62-4. AFL women's, Brisbane defeated Collingwood, 55-10. Melbourne destroyed West Coast, 79-1. Adelaide edged St Kilda, (laughs) 29-13, while Sydney well still looking for their first win of the year, as Geelong beat them, 102-27. Brisbane stayed top, followed by Melbourne and Adelaide. Cricket and the T Twenty Cricket World Cup also continued. Some big results here, John. South Africa defeating India. South Africa making five for one thirty-seven. India nine for one thirty-three. Pakistan and they did a victory against the Dutch after that upset loss against Zimbabwe. And they did and they did the job there. Pakistan four for ninety-five chasing down the Netherlands nine for ninety-one. While Bangladesh defeated Zimbabwe. Bangladesh made seven for one fifty, defeating Zimbabwe eight for one forty-seven. So New Zealand sit top of Group 1, followed by England, while South Africa sit top of Group 2, followed by India. Rugby and some internationals took place over the weekend. Australia defeated Scotland 16 points to 15, while New Zealand defeated Japan 38 to 31. It was also the Women's Rugby World Cup quarter-finals over the weekend. France defeated Italy 39-3. New Zealand defeated Wales 55-3. England crushed Australia 41-5, while Canada defeated the USA 32-11. Semi-finals, New Zealand will play France, while the hot favourites England will take on Canada. Baseball, Jonah, the Major League Baseball World Series is underway, sitting at 1-1 between Houston and Philly. And as we predicted, it looks like it's going to be a tight series.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, I think that so far it's it's been exactly what you want in a World Series. I did not want something that would just kind of have one team just pulling ahead early. Um, I do think, as we know, as, you know, however you want to look at with Houston and everything, um, they have been the dominant team as well as of recent in the last recent couple of years. So they're showing why they deserve to be there. But I'm very happy that Philadelphia as well has has and the Phillies have been able to pull that off. Um, I'm really think that it's I think it's going to go a couple you know it's going to be a tight series maybe not the whole seven but I do think that we're going to see
0: it's not going to end very quickly and it's going to be a couple tight games moving on from here <clears throat> yeah it should be a great series and a great start to the major league baseball world series the basketball genre NBA my Lakers we finally recorded our first win of the year over the Denver Nuggets when we're walking top of the east and Portland top of the west yeah, it's been, um, it's been interesting in the NBA start.
1: I mean, yeah, the Lakers clearly are struggling. There's actually a bit of trade rumors as well with them about Damian Lillard maybe coming. Um, it would be incredible because we know what he's done for that city of Portland. Um, and then also it would be incredible as well to see what he can do with that star-studded Laker lineup. I think he potentially fits a little bit better because he is a much better shooter than Russell Westbrook as well. Um, but it would be really interesting. But they're off to a very, very bad start. But they did finally at least get a win. Um, as well as it is shaping up, you know, it is showing we're, we're really seeing some of those new teams as well, like the Pelicans and everything, really start establishing dominance, which is fantastic. Zion had a little bit of an injury scare as of early, um, but he's off to a pretty good start this year. So I think the Pelicans could be one of those teams as well that, that you need to look out for. Maybe not all the way at the top, but not going to be an easy team as we normally used to as of recent with the Pelicans.
0: Yeah, one of the trends that we've seen early on, John, is I guess some of those really established stars in those teams have actually... Struggled early on, and, and some of some of those new teams and I guess bright young stars starting fast. But let's see how they will do over, oh, obviously, a long season in the NBA. Can they keep that consistency, which is obviously the key to uh, any good NBA season? NBL and the Sydney Kings defeated the Cairns Taipans 106 to 103. The New Zealand Breakers defeated the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers 94 to 62. SEM Phoenix defeated Adelaide 36ers 103 to 98, meaning Sydney sitting top, followed by the New Zealand Breakers and SEM Phoenix. John, NFL continued over the weekend, and the Bills have had the Packers 27-7, the Packers' fourth loss on the, in a row. The 49ers defeated the Rams 31-14. to The Eagles continuing their undefeated start through seven rounds, defeated the Steelers 35-13, while the Vikings also a great start to the year, defeated the Cardinals 34-26. Uh, what stood out for you, John, though, uh, across the NFL?
1: Yeah, look, I think it's really um, taking from from what's happening right now in terms of those powerhouse teams that we're kind of used to always being at the top, and con- including the Packers, um, having some early struggles. Even the Rams, as of recent, has really you know been a team that's always been dominant as well. But we are seeing a bit of those new stars really taking over, and I think that's fantastic for the league. I think there has been a point for the NFL as well where it kind of did get a little bit of a plateau as well. Same people always winning, same people always going to the finals and everything. So we're f- we're finally seeing I think some dominance being spread across the league. I love seeing the Eagles as well being so dominant right now, as well as the Bills. I think like I said time and time again, the Bills are actually showing that they are going to be a dominant team. They can do it on both sides of the on, on the offense and defense so i think it's incredible to see but i think we're going to continue to see that as well i don't think the packers are going to be that team that we think they are and Rodgers slowly phasing out as well the bucks we know the struggles that they're having with tom brady as well i think we're slowly losing those names and the new names are coming up which is, is great to see for the
0: future of the league yeah always great to see those uh next uh, generation i guess coming through the ranks and, and obviously starting to play some good football well, Jono, one of the biggest sporting stories uh, during the last couple of weeks has taken place here in Australia. It was to do with our netball team, the Australian Diamonds, one of the most successful sporting franchises we have in this country, um, and that had to do with the sponsorship fallout with Australian mining magnate and the richest person in Australia, Gina Rinehart, and her mining company, Hancock Prospecting. Um, before we go, obviously, go into a bit of uh, more discussion around this Donno. the the removal of hancock prospecting from the australian diamonds uniform uh, stemmed from indigenous player donald wylam stating she would feel uncomfortable wearing a uniform with the company's logo due to comments made by reinhardt's father in the 1984 documentary couldn't be fair where he talked about indigenous people now this is a little bit of what the of the quote that he stated in that film Those that have been assimilated into earning good living and earning wages among the civilized areas and have been accepted into society and can handle society, I'd leave them well alone. The ones that are no good to themselves, I would dope the water up so that they were sterile and would breed themselves out in the future, and that would solve the problem. Now, Jono, obviously that comment is hugely racist. There's no other way around it. And obviously, much of the criticism is centered around Reinhardt not acknowledging um, and apologizing for her father's comments. Um, she has never come out and, and apologized for what for what he said. Now, looking at it from a perspective of this brave netball, obviously started one and where Donald st- stood out and then obviously uh, the rest of the group have joined. What have you made of the situation? How brave do you think she has been in terms of talking up and and? in the end, potentially turning away $15 million. We know netball needs funding. It's a, it's a sport that isn't heavily funded like some of our other ones in Australia. But obviously, the braveness of, of her ethics taking a stance against something that she she just couldn't wear.
1: Yeah, look, I think um, for us in particular, what we kind of always discuss on the show as well is that this is this is something that we want to see more often. I mean, again, it's, it's the complete opposite of what we see with the Qatar World Cup right now, basically. Where we're actually now in the in the stage of, of turning down money, which is, you don't see that often. And this is a lot of money. And as you said, for, for netball as well, it's something that doesn't bring in the, the millions of dollars on the regular. It doesn't have that same kind of fair fare and that love fair. Yes, it's played across Australia and everything, but in terms of the when you look at it from a revenue generating perspective it's not quite up there in comparison to let's say some other leagues so i think it's a huge step and again it's it's doing what's right you know there there's there's an ethical dilemma here and there's there's when there's a little bit of uncertainty that means that you should take a step back and really think about okay why am i feeling uncertain right now and then from there make that decision and that's where it seems like this is actually going that they actually took that step back really decided to think about this and what it actually means to the people who are going to be putting on this jersey what it actually means to the league and how it represents like i said very opposite to what we're seeing in qatar very opposite to what we're seeing the live golf tour very opposite to what we see with probably majority of those teams across europe as well in terms of world football as well so i think it's really great to see this and it's it's a big stance very very big stance um, and it's fantastic to see
0: somebody standing up for what is right at this point in time I guess one of the most encouraging things that I have taken out of this story so far, John, is is the ability of of Donald Wallum's teammates to surround her and support her. She wasn't out left out by herself, and Netball Australia supporting her as well in regards to her stance. and, and apparently, from from the information that have we've learned, that Netball Show did request an apology from Reinhardt mm. before the deal was axed, but but obviously she didn't. Uh, come forward and, and provide that in, in regards to uh, what had been said by her late father. And in terms of um, the criticism that's come the Diamonds and Netball Australia's way, which has come from um, people and, and legendary sporting uh, people in this country, such as Dawn Fraser and politicians Jackie Lambert and Barnaby Joyce, who have condemned Netball Australia as being ungrateful and, and obviously disbelieving that they would... Um, turn such money around and such funds around because we know with Reinhardt she's a huge funder of, of some of those smaller sports in Australia especially a lot of our Olympic sports swimming being one of the most high profile that she does support and how tricky do you think it comes to John, when you've got a, a mining magnet a, a rich person who's able to provide the funds for a sport to continue but then also the other side of it you've where is this money coming from and obviously what are the ethical dilemmas that, that need to be looked at before you accept money, even though it's going to obviously keep the sport alive?
1: Yeah, I mean, this it is a bit of a tough one, but um, it comes down to when you speak about certain people, in, in particular like in politics, like Barnaby Joyce and such, it's almost then they're now just jumping on the train to try and get that political backing as well, most likely. They now see an opportunity to get funding, and that's really sad as well that now it's come down to something like that. But it is, it is that thing that we really need to look at where the money comes from. We need to look at this whole thing. It, it isn't just that somebody has a lot of money and can provide a lot of money. Look, as, I, as we said, you know, netball Australia isn't in the best financial position, but it doesn't mean that we just look anywhere for that, that, that revenue to be able to come in and, and, and sustain the league. No, let's figure this out the right way. And when you see these people criticizing this, it just shows that they're, they're those type of people who are out there who they don't care where the money comes from. They just want to see the money. They're very money driven, but they don't understand the impact that this can have on someone's lives. They understand that the impact that this could have on the next generation as well. And, you know, we think about it, we've talked about what goes on in front of that shirt and everything? When you know, in particular, when athletes go out, you want to be proud for what you represent. You want to be proud for the league you play. You want to be proud for the for the um, team that you play for. You want to be proud about it. So it, it it's a full approach here. You know, it's a full approach as to you know you, the teammates that surround you. What are they doing off the field as well? We want to be proud about that. It's what what is the sponsorship deals that we're doing as well? Where's the money coming from? Can you really accept this money knowing where it's exactly coming from? So. Yeah, I mean, the criticism clearly, it it comes with any decision. But what it shows is that these people criticizing this are just very money-driven. Whereas it's been, you know, it's not often where we see that, you know, somebody taking a stance against so much money, which could really impact the game. Uh, You know, I'm not going to lie. It could really do a lot. It's a lot of money we're talking about. But this is an opportunity right now to take a stance. And I think it's absolutely fantastic that they have taken this stance right
0: now. Well, just imagine being an Indigenous lady and wearing that sponsorship across the chest of of your national team and and how that would make you feel in regards to as as has been reported reinhardt has not even come out and said this was wrong we apologize and we want to work forward with the indigenous community to to obviously better our company's relationship with with the indigenous Australians here because she she hasn't even acknowledged it and come out and apologize she hasn't even started the healing process so how can you expect Um, An indigenous player to want to wear an Australian national team which is meant to represent everyone and then you've got a sponsor on that shirt where you've had you know one of the founding or the founding father of this come out and and pretty much say that that indigenous people should be killed off How how can you expect an indigenous player to to want to represent their country when when they don't feel that that country is representing them uh, to the fullest yeah, I think that's a really good point as well in terms of even just the recognition or the
1: lack of recognition, sorry to say, from Reinhardt as well at this point. I think that how 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 is somebody, you know, supposed to move on from this? You need to you need to have some closure with any situation in our normal lives. There's always that want for some sort of clo- closure. I mean, you think about with every single decision that we make, whether they're large or small, you always search for that bit of closure. And in this instance, the lack of recognition, the lack lack of closure to the situation to actually just speak about this and what was wrong um, is, just, is just, again, ridiculous. So for me, all sides of this, it just points to really disappointing behavior let's put it that way and really good behavior then um, in terms of turning this down because it's the it's the two sides at this point um but yeah i think that that lack of recognition is something that that you know you need to speak up about this you need it doesn't take much to actually own up to the mistakes you need to own up to your mistakes just because you're this wealthy individual doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes as well and it's almost that that's the way that's coming across that i have so much wealth i don't need to own up to anything it doesn't matter it doesn't affect me that's really sad way of thinking as well
0: Well, the other side of it is yes you personally didn't say those comments but the company you're working for and that you are part of you're representing that those comments that have been made in the past and, and i guess the culture that has been ingrained within that company and without you acknowledging it and coming out and saying yes this was wrong and yes we are sorry and yes we want to find a way that we can move forward together then it's going to continue to taint your company and, and, and i'm sorry you you need to take if you want to be in that privileged position, which Reinhardt is, then you also take the criticism that, you know what, not everyone's going to agree with you, not everyone's just going to shut up and, and just allow you to, to, I guess, bully your way and just throw money at things to, to make things go away. So um, I think it's been a really healthy argument that's come out. I think, and I really applaud Netball Australia and the Diamonds. And And out of it, they've actually now, obviously they've, they've lost the Reinhardt money that was taken away. But just today... Um, they've landed a 15 million dollar sponsorship deal with visit victoria which i'm really happy for them so the money will be there to support the girls um this deal will include five test matches being played in melbourne as well as the 2023 super netball grand final um being played in melbourne as well and the players obviously of the diamonds wearing the visit victoria logo so that's some really good news that's come out of a a really difficult situation not just for netball australia and the diamonds but also the individuals within that team and John, they haven't been alone. The Netball Australia has been one story, but also Australian cricket captain Pat Cummings uh, over the last couple of weeks has also voiced his, um, I guess, feeling uncomfortable with one of the Cricket Australia's major sponsors, Alinta Energy, and he's refused to take in any, uh, any part in any advertising or marketing uh, uh, roles with them. What do you think of Pat Cummings' stance and what do you think of the criticism? And I guess you can look at the netballers as well in terms of people thinking that their hypocrisy here that stands when individuals take these stands but then still fly around the world to play their chosen sport. And I guess in Pat Cummings, you know, driving a Range Rover as an example when he's coming out and saying, um, obviously, the issue with Alinta Energy is their climate change policy.
1: Yeah, it, um, it is a, diff- a difficult one when you look at it in that way. But um, realistically, I mean, we—it's it's, a—you know—you don't know that individual's perspective in terms of what makes them also want to not support. They could have had certain situations that led to that, or of course, you know, in this case, um, there's a bit of a proven track history in terms of the damage that's being done, um, and it's just not wanting to be a part of that. Um, you know, we see it across sports and everything with particular athletes that. They just don't want to be associated with certain things that you know they deem as you know unsuitable or or you know you know could uh, be a negative impact on society. So, I think a player does have you know those individual rights to be able to step up and and, and ask to not be a part of that. Um, in this situation, you know, yeah, there there probably will be some criticism as to you know what what is that individual doing as well to make sure that they have their impact, but. Um, that could be as well for, for Pat Cummings to own up to as well. And maybe even just discuss that in a bit more detail too, to really show that he's taking this stance and he's taking it seriously, You know that he really wants to make a positive impact on climate change. But I do think that as we've seen in this, let's say, modern age of, of sport and activism, we have seen it time and time again where athletes do take a stance against these individual sponsorships and, and everything like that. And I think it's a good thing that we're seeing, um, in particular when there is that
0: proven history of of Potentially negative impacts on society. Yeah, I think they should be encouraged, and there will always be critics of individuals, or organisations coming out and, and taking a stance, especially against uh, these sponsors and, and, I guess, people that are throwing money at the sport to, in their eyes, support the sport. Uh, but I think they should be encouraged, and, and I've really been impressed by the way Netball Australia and the Australian Diamonds have handled this situation, and also for Pat Cummings because he's coming out as an individual. Um, He's not asked any of his other teammates to, to step away, but as an individual, he hasn't felt comfortable with with that sponsorship, and um, and he hasn't felt right to be to be part of their advertising. So I think that should be encouraged. Um, as I said, there will always be criticism, but I think sport can certainly, as we've discussed, can always do more. Um, and I think it's one of the greatest uh, social, um, I guess, areas that can really generate social change and societal change for a positive. Yeah, in a positive way, so hopefully we'll see this continue, and as you said, we've got a Qatar World Cup around the corner, so we'll see what comes of that um, as well. Well, Jono, we've got five quick questions, a bit of a special one this week, we're both answering, uh, but I know a couple of your uh, friends from the States who made it out for the wedding have uh, supplied us with the questions uh, this week, so I like said, we'll both be answering, uh, John, are you going to be reading them out? Yep, let's do it. I'll let you answer them first. We have not seen them and uh,
1: they've just sent them in to us. So first question is, do you think that it was wrong, uh, the wrong decision to leave David De Gea out of the Spanish national team squad?
0: I actually do. I think uh, this morning against West Ham, he pulled off a couple of incredible saves to to preserve the win for a Man United. And surely De Gea is at least the third best player or third best keeper in that Spain. And surely he's good enough to make a 55-man uh, list. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think at this point you would have to include him. Maybe when it comes down a little bit closer to
1: crunch time, we would see. But um, at this point, you you definitely would need to keep him. He still is quality. Maybe not up there as to what he was, but still quality. Um, moving on, uh, Buffalo Bill star Josh Allen is proving is he he is proving to be a force to be reckoned with. Is he now
0: officially better than Mahomes? It's an argument, it, and he certainly uh, he's certainly putting his best foot forward. I still think Mahomes it's just so incredible because of how unique he is. I don't think you can get another quarterback like Mahomes, but he's definitely in the conversation. Definitely in the best two quarterbacks right now though. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that too that you know, you look at him as
1: both top of the league right now um and it's just difficult because they're so different so i I don't know if i can nudge him ahead but i wouldn't necessarily say that mahomes is necessarily ahead so it's it's very difficult I almost would put him as just a stalemate at this point because they are both very very good in different ways um question number three after the past week of var controversies in the champions league has it been beneficial or is it making it tougher for the referees so we saw a lot of late game drama even after the final whistle so is this actually making it harder
0: I think it is in some ways in, in regards to the referee doubting sometimes their decisions and sometimes probably unconsciously uh, relying on a VAR to be pulled up so they can go over a look at the screen. I guess people will argue as long as we reach the right decision it shouldn't matter how long we take or, or how long uh, the process is and, and whether or not the referee goes and checks but it is a bit painful when when you do see that last-minute goal and, and it's pulled back and we have to wait four or five minutes for VAR. So I actually do think it is putting more pressure on the referee. Yeah, look, maybe I'm just a little bit more
1: traditional. I'll keep goal line technology, but I actually would just love to scrap VAR. I love the idea that sometimes a referee is not on your side. Um, and... Y- Yes, there's controversies that come with that as well and, and everything, but I love sometimes when it just things don't go wrong. There's there's mistakes that are made. It's not really handball, but that's just part of the game. So I'd love to see it scrapped. Do I think it's going to happen? No, they're going to keep it. But it probably is making their job harder, especially after whistle, things like that, and the amount of arguments that they have to deal with now. is absolutely ridiculous. Um, question number four. So we saw... Curry, LeBron, Kawhi, KD, and Harden. All their teams are off, actually, to a losing start in the first few games here. Is this the official changing
0: of the guard for the NBA? Well, I think we touched on this a little bit earlier in the show. I potentially, you could start seeing it. And I think it was going to happen at one point. Um, Obviously, it doesn't matter how good an individual is. Age can always catch up. So maybe we are slowly starting to see the change. And I still think uh, some of those teams you mentioned will be there at the business end because I think... Um, they've still got so much quality, and these players can still play. Uh, but yes, I think we are slowly but surely uh, that next generation is coming through. Yeah, I would agree with that too.
1: I think that we are slowly seeing it. I don't think it's necessarily going to happen within this season, maybe not even the next. But we are seeing it where um, you know you have stars like John Morant, you have Devin Booker, you have even Giannis. You know all those stars that are really now established. Um, really um taking over the league in terms of fan appeal even as well so um but some of those teams that we did mention that have got off to a losing start will definitely be in the playoffs um and lastly a little bit of australian open question it looks like nick curious is asking for australian fans to welcome novak djokovic if he does get allowed to play in the australian open
0: if djokovic plays how do you think the fans will react I think it'll be mixed i think he's a divisive character regardless of obviously all this COVID uh business that's going on um but i also think from a pure tennis fan point of view it would be great to see him just because he's such a fantastic tennis player you do want to see the best out here but i think the reaction will be a mixed one yeah i agree i mean i i
1: don't see how it would just be a positive reaction for him at this point it would definitely just be a mixed reaction but you know, down in Melbourne as well, there's such a big Serbian community too. So he has the support there too. So they might outweigh it because we know when the Serbians like to back their teams or uh, players, we see it across the World Cup. They come out in forces. So um, yeah, but I do over, I do overall think that in terms of the Australian crowd, it definitely will be a mixed
0: one. Yeah, it should be a fantastic tournament though and Behind the Lights will be down there to cover some of the Australian Open and we can't wait for it in January. Well, that brings us to the end another episode of Behind the Lights with me, Seb. And me, Jana. As always, thank you for your support and good night.